Hello, and welcome to Isolation Conversations. It's Ben. And Jen. Putting the Q&A in quarantine. Oh, y'all, strap on your boots, because today we are talking to Theater 99's own Andy Livengood. Thanks for having me. Uh, again, we had a debate if it was live and good or living good, and I've met you, and I'm going to go ahead and say, you're living good. Fair, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cool. So Andy, uh, as we tell, we ask all of our guests the very first, tell us who you are. What's your deal, man? Uh, I'm a, uh, comedian and butcher based out of Charleston, South Carolina, uh, which means I'm now an essential employee, (laughs) so I'm working. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, Anything uh, else we should know? Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much the broad strokes. <laughs> well, uh, I've the, 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 for the zenith, years. <laughs> the zenith between comedy and butchers, of course, butcher stories. Uh, one of my my favorite shows I've seen live, as well as uh, a just a great social media follow uh, of just of just just the just the things that people do to in customer service, uh, particularly it it's it's fun how much of it is universal and how much of it is very meat specific. <laughs> it's a niche market yeah yeah andy and i were supposed to do the uh, north carolina comedy festival audition for uh just for last in montreal we were on the character showcase together and i was super excited to be able to see butcher stories again and then it didn't happen because coronavirus yeah um, i was a little bummed out by that too <laughs> yeah that was i mean it was a it was a really stacked group of very talented individuals, but yours was the one I was looking forward to the most. Uh, Cause I enjoyed watching it so much when we were down at alchemy for the new South comedy fest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, I've been doing the show for almost a year now. We were getting, I was getting ready to have a big one year anniversary show that is also canceled. Yeah. That's the worst thing I got to deal with. I guess that's uh, I'm doing okay still. Right. right. Yeah, you can always have a, a one year and a quarter. When all of this is over, hopefully, uh, or one and a half, who knows? Who knows? So, Andy, uh, how uh, question two, how has your daily routine uh, changed as a result of of all this, Uh, or how much has your daily routine changed? It's weird, uh, it's it's doesn't feel like much because I'm still like going into my day job and working. The only thing that's really changed is sort of like afterwards, there's no, you know, I'm not performing, there's no hanging out. So it's like, in a weird way, I don't feel that different because um, mm-hmm. I'm still going into work. Uh, it's just, you know, work is now a little bit crazier. Um, and uh, and I'm cooking more is basically the, uh, <laughs> as a guy that would eat oh, out all the time. <laughs> I am watching your Facebook and just like drooling over some of the meals that you've made. Well, it's making me remember that I love to cook. I just kind of, I never have time. So now I've got ample time. So I was like, oh, let's, uh, let's dust, dust off the, uh, the pans. I think yeah. that's what's happening with the, with the bread revolution that everybody's going through where they're all making their, you know, they're finally making their friendship breads and their starter dough and their uh, sourdough. It's, it's just like, oh yeah, I would enjoy this, but I have so many other things that I enjoy. And now those things are gone. <laughs> I uh, have been making things that take a lot of time and are very time consuming. So I made beef Wellington. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, not worth it. 
It was uh, it was not amazing. I had expected it to be because like mushrooms, mustard, bread, meat, yes, all the things. And I was really underwhelmed with it. I always feel like the amount of effort you have to put into Beef Wellington, it's always better if somebody else is making it. Because then you're like, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. But if you had to do all the work, you're like, this was not worth the effort I put in. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, My husband liked it, but he he wasn't in the kitchen for three exactly. hours. Exactly. If somebody else makes it, it's the best meal in the world. If you're making <laughs> it, why? <laughs> so out of curiosity, um, so you are you are a butcher in a grocery store. Um, how has How has that changed in this era? Um, it's weird. It kind of, uh, uh, in the beginning, like we weren't getting stuff in, like we were, we were barely getting stuff in. It was getting sold out really quickly. Um, and so I had empty, like for, for a few, like, you know, at least a week, if not a little bit more, my entire day was basically spent telling people like, Hey, everything I got's on the counter. If you don't see it, I don't have it type of thing. Um, which was in the beginning, people were a little more frustrated with, and I guess they either, we either wore them down or they kind of started to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they they were real like okay yeah, yeah yeah I just thought I'd ask I thought I'd ask okay I'll, I'll get whatever's out here, um, and now things are kind of returning to normal. Uh, it's still things kind of coming in spotty, but it's, I'm definitely getting more product in. So it's not a I mean there were a couple of days there where it was basically an empty counter. Um, oh yeah, the first few weeks that's how it was. Uh, yesterday was the first time I saw chicken at my grocer in a month. Um, and it's I live in a, a very heavily South Asian neighborhood, so I've always been able to get um, seafood and pork, but beef and chicken have been non-existent. Yeah, it's uh, what's funny is like the people that would complain about the counter being empty were the ones that would then when we had stuff, I'd see them just like stockpiling and panic buying, and I'm like that that's why this is happening. Just so you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the people with the deep freezers like shock buying. I did have a customer I mean, tell me that Walmart is now out of deep freezers because people then started stockpiling those too. <laughs> it's and I mean like things will return. Uh, how many? I feel bad. Not really, but all of the people who panic bought a whole bunch of fresh produce and potatoes. Like you can't stockpile fresh produce. What are you doing? Yeah, like that's gonna be yeah. You, there's a real quick shelf life on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. So what, how have, uh, or what hobbies or things are you doing to stay occupied? You said you mentioned cooking more, anything yeah, else? Cooking more. Um, I've been, uh, doing a lot more video stuff. Um, cause I kind of, you know, I, I, I need to scratch the creative itch and I'm not performing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some video stuff, uh, and writing and just kind of like another thing that I'm like, I need to do more of and I like to do, but just never have time. Um, so just kind of working on that stuff. So I guess like almost like preparing for when I can one day re-enter the world. Um, right. The things that aren't comedy related are basically like cooking and uh, I got a model. <laughs> I have a model that I'm building. Oh, model of what? Uh, it's a little Star Wars uh, uh, walking tank thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm a 12-year-old child that. also. <laughs> no, I feel like there's I feel like there's a... Uh, uh, any any time I've talked to anybody who like brings up modeling, there's like a there's like a little bit of embarrassment, and then there's like a wall where it's like, hey, as long as you're not gonna make fun of me, I'm gonna tell you how cool this freaking Gundam wing is that I'm making. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like there was like a, as as much as there was a rush on groceries, I saw on, on Twitter one of the one of the comic book stores, uh, I think in L.A. was like completely out of like top tier Gundam wings immediately because people were like, 
I got a bunch of time at home. Well, I got to prepare. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I got to build thing. I got to build an entire fleet. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you'll do a special edition of Butcher Stories in the era of COVID? I, you know, I thought about it because I'm getting enough material that it could have its own little section. Um, and so I, I think it's one of those ones like, I feel like once we're kind of beyond it, because, uh, you know, there's going to be an appropriate Tragedy time plus time. Yeah, well, also, I think people aren't going to want us to hear it like for a while. Like, if I was doing it now, people would be like, yeah, that's, that's great. I don't want to hear that. But I do yeah, think, like, maybe, because um, I'm looking to maybe do some, like, the show is an hour long, and uh, I've been looking to do, like, some 30-minute versions that are not just the show cut down, but sort of new material. And I, mm-hmm. I think maybe, yeah, the, the pandemic edition might be interesting. Sure. Do you have one story that you would be willing to share with us? Uh, you want a COVID specific one? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, let me think real quick. We want, uh, we want a we want an appetizer. Yeah. Well, there was. I mean, like this one's kind of like like what sucks about the co- the COVID ones are they're not they're meaner than some of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, because like in the beginning, people were just so like, wait, what? And um, one of my favorites though was like uh, a lady came in and she was like, where you know where's the she was asking for something so like where's the chicken. Uh, and I'm like, ma'am, I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, like, I, I'm not getting any in. And she's like, well, somebody should lose their job over this. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Have you not been watching the news? Like, this isn't like a mistake we made. Because <laughs> the thing that's um, funny now is they're doing this, like, they're calling it senior hour. So on mm-hmm. Mondays and Thursdays, they open the store an hour earlier so that uh, older people can shop and not have to worry about anything. But that's also before the trucks come in. So it's just a bunch of ticked off old people because there's nothing there. Oh. <laughs> and it's well, the best one was like a uh, lady was like, "Where is everything?" And I'm like, "Well, the truck hasn't uh, the truck hasn't got here yet." And she's like, "Well, the truck should come in earlier." And I go, "Well, they used to come in at 5 a.m., but the neighborhood complained uh, about hearing trucks, so they threatened to not shop at the store, and the store now has a curfew where the trucks can't get here before 7:30 or 8 o'clock." And she's like, "Well, yeah, that's." Oh, I remember voting for that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yep." <laughs> oh man! Oh. Like, there was a time five a.m. It'd be here. I, I would already have stuff on the shelves for you, ma'am. But uh, you guys didn't like hearing trucks. <laughs> uh, you, the democratic process. Uh, that's how it works. Yes. Jeez. Any other uh, hobbies that you have right now? Um, I'm, I've been, uh, binge watching a lot of, uh, the, now that I have Disney plus the, uh, Simpsons. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, Not I really feel, hobby, but, uh, you know, uh, it's essential, uh, how, how on the mark they are with a few things. Um, that's the show that my husband and my stepson and I watch together. Uh, and so there's, we've been watching a lot of Simpsons, but also with Disney plus, you have the benefit of Jeff Goldblum's uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Ooh, I've not seen that yet. Ooh, yeah, check that yeah. out. Uh, one of the hosts of Daily Zeitgeist uh, referred to it as Jeff Goldblum and people who are not prepared for Jeff Goldblum. The <laughs> <laughs> interview show where he's walking around, and then it's just like, you know, it's somebody in some specific industry, like, you know, sneakers or whatever, and they're just not prepared for Jeff Goldblum. That's amazing. Is anybody truly ever prepared for Jeff Goldblum? I would assume you, not based on the show. If you listen to uh, his interview with Conan O'Brien, I've listened to it several times. 
because right. I just love his whole essence and just like how he's openly flirting with everyone, but he's not a homosexual. He's just a, a flirty, sensual kind of guy. And I, I think it. it's hilarious. I love that he has just become a guy that has embraced like the Jeff Goldblum of it all. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause I feel like he wasn't, he wasn't this thing like in the nineties or whatever, but I think now he's just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to Jeff Goldblum it. <laughs> right. Right. Now he's just, now he's just constantly uh, he's wearing a shirt. He's shirtless and burring. He's, yes. Uh, I went with a uh, Sam Neill's on his chest and it's supposed oh, to look the, like, the uh, yeah, uh, good. I, I really can't wait so, to, to buy my own zeitgeist. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a proud moment in everybody's life. <laughs> so, uh, so Andy, uh, what would take your shelter in place or your uh, your situation to the next level? Um, if if anything, is there anything is there anything that's especially you know obviously like we're all we're all missing you know performing or all missing uh, uh, so- socializing? <laughs> is yeah. that how you, it's been so long. Uh, he forgot the word. The the people talk thing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like for for like me personally, it's just like as if things uh, start becoming like more things become less available, or like even like you know uh, electricity and internet and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like that's the next level of like oh no now like now we're truly in the apocalypse. Uh, at work, um, the thing that'll change it is our governor finally. Uh, issued a it, it's kind of a stay at home or shelter in place order but not really because he offered all these other like conditions to it but mm-hmm. one of the things that he did say is like stores now have to like limit the number of people in it's like 20 percent of something with like so many feet and so like that's going to be way different because now i feel like we're going to be having you know somebody outside going like okay somebody left the next person can go in um because we have a you know a thousand or so customer you know, a few thousand customers come in a day that's yeah. the fact that now they can't just come in. They've got to wait. That's going to be, I'm interested to see uh, yeah. how that's going to change things. Applying nightclub rules to a grocery store. Yeah. It's like, I kind of was like, oh. trying to get a velvet rope in an earpiece. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine like rolling in? What would be the equivalent of rolling in with a Lamborghini and getting to walk in? Like rolling in with like a, a super mom van. Your like, your uh, she, she's in. She needs to get in. Look at uh, look how many kids she probably has. <laughs> You're like, oh man, she's got her own bags. Let the, <laughs> the one. <laughs> uh, but but, yeah, I'm interested uh, to see how that plays out. <laughs> what would you want though? Uh, like for you personally, what would be the thing that you would like to have so you could uh, quarantine in style? Oh man, uh, what would I like to do if I could quarantine in style? Um, hmm. I mean, I'm going to go back to the cooking thing because I'm enjoying it so much. Like, yeah. I wish I had, like, there's things, like, I, you know, because I, I know how to cook, but I never really got a lot of great stuff because I never cooked all that much. So I was like, I'd love, like, a cast iron skillet now because I was like, oh, there's all these things I could do if I had, like, real cooking equipment. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, definitely. I think for, to make me quarantine more in style would be like, yeah, I wish I had, like, just slightly higher quality uh, equipment because I could do some really cool stuff. I will say this: Sir Latab is having a huge sale on their Lee Crusette right now. There it is. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I'm uh, do it and I use it for like the next six months and then never pick it up again. <laughs> right. 
I saw uh, uh, I... Ryan David Gilbert had a thing about making popcorn in a wok, and I was like, ooh. That uh, like like he you know, does this whole recipe. That's a, a it's a it's a funny video and also a recipe for this thing he's calling pepcorn. And, uh, <laughs> and I was watching it and I was like, man, would I want to buy a wok just for this specialty popcorn? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I actually have a wok. I might be able to make that work. <laughs> oh yeah. Which I was, I, I, I was surprised that I had a walk. I was going through cabinets. I was like, wait, I have a walk? And mom was like, yeah, when you moved out, I just gave you our old one. <laughs> I feel like there was a time when I lived in Charlotte that Ikea had opened and they were selling their walks for $10. And everyone I know went and bought one. Uh, not like a great quality walk because it was $10 and from Sweden. But mm-hmm. just in general, Everybody was really into walk cooking in Charlotte and that like that year. Oh, everybody remembers the walk year. <laughs> <laughs> the year of the walk from Sweden. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've been going through stuff and finding like the kitchen gadgets I did have. Like I was like, oh man, I have a, I have like a little like sandwich maker press thingy, like not a panini, but like kind of like almost like make your own hot pockets <laughs> and i was like well all right there's something <laughs> oh i remember those it's uh yeah it's they but they did it diagonally right yeah exactly yeah it, it, yeah basically you, it cuts it diagonally and toasts the outside and i was like well that could be it could be fun <laughs> here is if you don't mind mess i'll tell you something that will take sandwiches to the next level grilled peanut butter and jelly Ooh, oh yeah. i could i could get behind that <laughs> It is messy. It is amazing. I mean, it's messy, but here's the thing. I'm by myself. There's no one to see. Like, I'm not seeing anybody else. <laughs> Cut to chicken wings for the first time on, on a chain. Peanut butter and jelly. He's just walking around like a like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Just uh, <laughs> cowing down. Uh, peanut butter and jelly. I see Andy less like Gollum and more like a Grecian god. Just walking around shirtless, having things drip and just like, yeah. That is, uh, that is fairly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a shirt on for this because I wasn't sure if there's a video component. But <laughs> uh, I've been rocking daytime pajamas and nighttime pajamas. Uh, that's that's my aesthetic for this. This is a full yeah, I I, I'm wearing a tux. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> ben always takes it to the next level. Yeah, just wearing oh, yeah, a tux. Yeah. Got a monocle. Have- hard to balance with the headphones. <laughs> that's yep. awesome i have like it you know like i i'm both lucky and it you know it sucks to have to go into work all the time but like i'm kind of glad because i don't like all my friends are like yeah no i have been at home and haven't seen another human being in two weeks i don't know how i'd be coping with that like at least i do have this kind of yeah for eight hours a day i'm seeing my coworkers and seeing the just parade of people dressed as uh with like bandit masks on and things like yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, I have taken to wearing my homemade mask just because that's what the CDC says we should do. I know that it's a false sense of security and it doesn't help me, but it helps others. But I'm still trying to do my part as as insignificant as it is. There I mean it, it's so funny the like watching the at work like watching the the spectrum of people that come in like completely suited up uh, completely suited up with like just weird like well this will work this is a mask or whatever and then people that are just insanely cavalier about everything like so many people 
while I'm working the counter will reach around me or get like in between me and the card I'm working. Like just get, you know, six feet, you know, is not a thing that's happening. Yeah. Oh, I had to go into Target yesterday to find these screws. We're working on our patio and I needed to ask one of the guys, where can I find this? And he like took my phone and got right next to me. And I was like, no, no, no. And I kept backing away and kept walking towards me every time I backed away. It's insane. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, dude. No. Yeah. It's so many, so many people are, it's just like, man, like if you just wait a second, I'll get out of your way (laughs) or you know what? You can tell me to move. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So this is our last question. But what's something that brings you joy in all this? What's the silver lining or the unexpected upside to, to the shelter in place? Um, that's a good question. I, uh, the thing that I think I've enjoyed the most is, and it's, it's so weird. Uh, the people are doing like zooms and Google hangouts and things like that. And it's, it's really interesting to see people so happy to see their friends. Um, yeah. Like it's not, and again, like, it's not like before this, we were just like, ah, screw it. But I do think like we, we took for granted a little bit, uh, friendships and human interactions and things like that. It is just kind of interesting to see like the FaceTime videos and the Google Hangouts and the Zoom, like just everybody's just like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Like, you know, part of it's being just stir crazy, but I think part of it's just like, we, you miss that interaction a little bit. Totally. Um, Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know. I think that might be something positive that comes out of it. And also I think people are realizing you know, it, how important, like, some of these jobs that were seen as, you know, just menial jobs before are like, oh, yeah, no, trucking is incredibly important and, you know, yeah. and things like that. Like, I think, uh, yeah, I think maybe hopefully coming out of this, we'll, we'll, as a society, realize, like, oh, that stuff is kind of important, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was talking about this um, uh, another another podcast. Like, I, I work in automation, and so, you know, the, the biggest difference between especially the financial crash aspect of it, of this one versus the one in, like, 2009 um, is nobody, like, we like because the first one hit, we already automated just about as much as we can with the technology we have. Like, people are still working on, you know, how feasible it is to, you know, automate uh, truck driving or whatever. But th- there's, there was this fantasy for a long time of like, Oh, well, if we needed to all the people who are on minimum wage, just, you know, we, we could replace those with robots. And that's just clearly not true. Like it's not, it's, it's not only not true in the sense that like you, you couldn't actually get robots to do all the things that the people are doing, but it's also not true in the sense that like there is something so comforting to people to see an actual person at the grocery store who can help them. There's something so like these, these, these jobs that have been like minimum wage uh, are like, Oh no, you're the essential. You're the essential folks. These people who are the other people uh, can either work from home or take a furlough or get laid off. But yeah, it's, 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 it's frustrating for people to finally get like, Oh, I need, I need this person who uh, I have been fighting for. It's like, it's the the same with the trucking right at 5. A.M. I need this person who I've been fighting for not having more than minimum wage uh, to continue to work in a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. People I, I, aren't essential until you realize you need them. And it's just, and that's, that's not how it should be. There's so many, uh, like, so there are so many customers that are going out of their way to thank everybody at work and, you know, and like, thank you for your service, which like feels 
weird, like weird. Like I, I appreciate yeah. the sentiment, but it does feel weird to word it that way. But like there are <laughs> people are going out of their way to like, Oh, thank you so much for working and things like that. So, I mean, there, there is like, you know, I, I run a, you know, a Facebook feed and a thing like that. That's usually pointing out the insanity and every now and then I put in those, those types, but yeah, there is, like there are plenty of people that are just being very grateful and very like cool, you know, whatever you can do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, thanks for being here type of thing. That's really great to hear. Common courtesy goes so far. And and especially like just thanking people and being kind and being patient. Like it, it makes the difference in someone's day. Oh yeah. You can, you know, people ask me all the time, like, well, how do I avoid, being a customer like from your show or from your site and I'm like, well, we're all gonna say, like we all we can't control the times we say things that are just kind of silly or stupid but like it's the mean ones it's like yeah like you would be surprised how just a little bit of courtesy goes a long way because also we remember those people we also remember the people that are crappy and it's like cool like you know <laughs> i'm gonna go out of my way to make sure that the person that's been really nice to me gets exactly what they need yeah the better cut of steak. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, I'm not going to be like, I'm, I've never done anything inappropriate for the people that have been mean, but it's like, uh, you know, off the record, it's like, if you ask for something that's not in the counter, the odds of me not having it are pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. These, these zoom calls and especially this podcast with Ben has saved me. Uh, those first two weeks when we were all trying to figure out what was going on, I was in a bad spot. I am a social butterfly and not having that. Oh, it was rough. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's my favorite part of the zoom calls when somebody jumps on and everybody's just like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Norm. <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> 100% that. <laughs> I coach a team on Zoom, and I told them as soon as this is all over, we're doing my favorite warm up, which is called Huggy Bear. And you just you just hug people. That's all you do. I love it. Uh, uh well, Andy, uh, this has been great, and thank you for yeah, your time. No, for me. Um, do you have anything that you uh, that you want to plug? Uh, if if people want to find you, uh, where can they where can they follow you or butcher stories? Uh, yeah, you can find me at andylivengood.com. Uh, if you're interested in butcher stories, uh, you can search that on Facebook or go to butcherstories.com. It's updated very regularly with just insanity from customers and weird stupidity and just in, you know just a weird look at the human condition. But yeah, find me online. Cool, man. Awesome. Uh, thank you so very much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, so our, our our last thing that we do is uh, we tell all the folks at home our sign off, which is wash your damn hands, y'all. Love it. Wash your damn hands, y'all. Wash your damn hands, y'all. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been so lovely. No, I'm glad I could do it. It, it definitely was. Uh, I was looking forward to it. I hope to see you soon. Yes, absolutely. Bye, everybody. See you. Do it.